Hey, leader of learning, when it comes to professional development, wouldn't you want to save money and choose PD that meets your needs? Midwest Teachers Institute offers the most affordable state accredited graduate courses on the market for salary enhancement, state certification, and continued education with no hidden fees. With classes designed by professionals active in their field, you get practical tips to help you improve what you do best. Sign up for a class and see why they truly are teachers helping teachers. Visit MidwestTeachersInstitute.org and enter the coupon code LEARNING at checkout to save $30 off your first course. That's MidwestTeachersInstitute.org and coupon code LEARNING. Welcome back for another episode of the Leader of Learning podcast. This is where educators can come to find inspiration to transform education through effective leadership. I'm your host, Dan Krinas. Let's get started. Titles will only yield the ordinary. Influence yields the extraordinary. The extraordinary is what results in true transformation. Well, I am absolutely honored to welcome on the next guest and actually the first real live guest that we've had. We've, I've sort of recycled a couple of uh, older interviews uh, for the last couple of episodes, but Vernon Wright is, is not only a friend, but uh, a guy who I like to consider a, a dynamic leader, uh, speaker, educator. He does all those things and does them really well. Vernon, welcome to the show. And you know, you and I get to talk a lot. And we just said before we hit record here that we have great conversations and we keep it nice and organic. And we have this this connection. And so uh, I'm really, really excited to talk to you. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. And I just want to say not only thank you to you, but but to everybody out there listening and watching and. And really just taking into the whole experience, I have to tell you guys that, that Dan is awesome. And, you know, really when Dan and I connected, uh, how many of you know when you connect with somebody and it's a genuine connection, it doesn't take you five minutes, 10 minutes, an hour, half hour, however long, right? You know immediately. And I knew that with Dan. And uh, really to fast forward through all of the interactions that we have been so privileged and blessed to have had to be here on your show, man. It, it's a huge honor, man. I mean, it really, really, really is. You know, I appreciate the kind words and, and I feel the same way. And, and I have to be totally honest and transparent with you and my audience. I, I have wanted to get you onto the podcast as a guest for a while, but I always get a little uh, leery of bringing on guests when I've heard them on other podcasts because I sort of, and, and this is probably not true at all, but I sort of assume that if people listen to my show, they also listen to amazing shows that I've heard you on, like Teachers on Fire with my friend Tim Cavey. And Man, that was an amazing episode of his show that you were on. So I'm like, I really need to get you on, but I don't want to do it so close to the release of the episode on his show. And so I'm, I'm glad uh, that, I, that I have you on finally. Uh, I'm glad you're here. If you could, uh, before we go any further, just introduce yourself to the audience. Who are you? Where are you? What do you do? Yeah, happy to be here again with you guys. I'm so privileged and I'm so honored. And and throwing a quick shout out to to my friend as well, our mutual friend, Tim Cavey, great guy, phenomenal guy. My name is Vernon Wright. If you follow me on social media, particularly Twitter, at sign the right leader, entrepreneur, leader, speaker, visionary, mentor, and creator of different mastermind groups. Uh, really, I have been privileged to have started out many, many moons ago. I don't want to say how old, right? I kind of want to preserve my youthful appearance there. But uh, started out many moons ago as a teacher. I had the opportunity to become a teacher leader and then progress into the leadership ranks and serve 
at different levels in terms of leadership, both at the campus level and at the district support level. And um, I, of course, as I said before, am an entrepreneur involved uh, in a lot of different entrepreneurial pursuits. Uh, speaker, that's one of those pursuits. Absolutely uh, honored to be involved in those things where we can go ahead and bring the message to people that want it. And uh, really last, but certainly not least, um, a father, a son, many, many, many other things. And uh, just so happy to be here on your show with you today. Well, thanks so much for giving us your time. You know, I, I definitely have a lot of things that I want to ask you. And, and we talk about a lot of things often. But I need to start with, you know, this school year, this calendar year has been one for the ages. Uh, you know, it's, it's a once in a lifetime. It's been crazy. It's been different. It's been humbling. How are you doing? How, how have you gotten along throughout these last few months? And, uh, you know, what's what's on your mind in terms of the state of our world really at this point? Yeah, phenomenal question. And and I love this, right? It's kind of like, I just want to say, Dan, please go ahead and get out of my mind because you already know what I'm thinking, right? That's why I said earlier, man, when the vibe is authentic and it's real and it's chill, man, like you can't manufacture that. It's That's just the way that it is, right? And the reason, one of the many, many reasons I'm so glad that you asked this question is I'm doing phenomenally well and have really throughout I've been doing phenomenally well. And I know a lot of people will wonder, you know, hey, Vernon, man, and we, we have so many things going on with COVID and, and not only at a national level, but at a global level, uh, we really have um, conflict and, and really calls literally across the globe for unity. How can you be doing phenomenally well in the midst of all of this, right? Like, how can this be, Vernon, right? Are you living in some other world that we're not aware of, right? And what I sell to f- say to folks is this. And if you're uh, taking notes, this is probably a spot where you want to go ahead and take some notes. But you guys already know Dan is a deep guy. So anytime he's got a podcast episode, you know, he's going to be throwing down some wisdom. So, you know, to be prepared already when you're in the midst of a situation, there is always an opportunity for you to reinvent yourself. There's always an opportunity, ladies and gentlemen, there's always an opportunity. And part of me in terms of my bachelor's degree. My master's degree, of course, is in educational leadership, but my bachelor's degree is in business, specifically economics and finance. So I've always been a business guy. I had a career in business before I ever got into education. And, you know, that's something that that we can discuss another time, maybe. But uh, a part of me will always be a businessman and always has been. And so when I saw this landscape changing in education, specifically with regard to COVID-19, I said, you know what, there are, sh- there are paradigms that are shifting and there's an opportunity for me to shift. Now, the different circles that I uh, am a part of and was a part of when this COVID thing started happening right across the nation and across the world, one of the things that I shared uh, with different people in those different circles is, hey, do you understand This is a shifting of paradigms. This is a shift. Are you ready to shift now? You know, out of respect, obviously, for those different circles, I'm not going to go ahead and put names on them or or named individuals in them. But in some of those circles, because this is a real live leadership lesson that we're walking through. Right. In some of those circles, pardon me, some of those circles. So excited to be here with you guys today. (laughs) And some of those circles, some people heeded that information and they shifted. Not that Vernon Wright knows everything esoterically. Certainly I don't. I'm a lifelong learner. That's why I love to be around people like Dr. Dan, because he's got the information that helps me be smarter, right? But some of them shifted 
and saw what the situation was in real time and some did not. So one of the things that has been an absolute joy for me, Dan, throughout this whole process is being able to reach individuals and share with them one of the best pieces of advice a mentor gave to me ever in my life. And I'm a huge believer in mentors. I have several of them now and will continue to have them forever. And that piece of advice is this, because I'm sure your audience is probably wondering, okay, what's the piece of advice, right? What is it, (laughs) right? And that is this, when you're in the midst of a situation, you need to see the situation not only for what it is, but for what it can be in the future. Now, people will say, okay, well, that's great, Vernon. So what does that mean? What that means is this, when, when the COVID situation started shifting, notice that COVID didn't ask anybody if they wanted to shift their paradigms or not. Didn't ask anybody that. COVID just came on the scene and it forced everyone to shift. It didn't matter whether you were someone that was affluent with means or whether you were someone that was not affluent that didn't have means. COVID forced people to shift their paradigms. So again, one of the reasons why this is a live leadership lesson for us is this. When COVID forced us to shift those paradigms, how many people in terms of how they went about their business thereafter how many people had a reaction and how many people had a response? So reaction, you know, is just, oh, okay, hey, I can, people say knee-jerk reaction. And then a response is something that is well thought out that is like, okay, you know what? This is a solid game plan going forward. And uh, so for me, really the focus has been this, and I know we could go on and on and on about this, but we have other things to, to cover as well. Again, thank you so much for having me on your show, Dan. What a fabulous and, and absolutely marvelous honor. And it's this. Whether it's distance learning or in person, the most important thing is the connection between human beings. And here's the thing that COVID really highlighted. What some people took for granted, which was a connection in person, has now had to take place virtually. And I'll tell you what it is what it has shown me as somebody that is that is involved in different leadership circles and different circles and spheres of influence. Have we really been doing what we need to do? to train and develop capacity within people to be great. So yeah, you know, sorry uh, to cut you off, but uh, you talked about taking notes, right? I'm, I'm taking mental notes as you're talking. And, and I think what I've heard you say is that clearly uh, COVID, school closures, distance learning has caused education to hopefully change. You know, hopefully people are not just reacting, but responding. And, uh, you know, for me, a lot of that does mean technology and blended learning. But let's state the obvious. The situation has glaringly and overwhelmingly pointed out uh, disparities and inequities across the board when it comes to accessing technology, when it comes to, heck, just accessing education uh, in general. Um, and, and it's been across, you know, varying across different communities, different states, uh, and, and it's, been, it's been tough. And so I, I think, you know, you talked about your bachelor's degree before. Mine is in journalism. And I think as a podcaster and as a sort of journalist, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't at least ask you, like, what do you, how do you think, more specifically, how do you think education may change in light of this and in spite of this? Or, or maybe just what would you like to see done differently now moving forward? Really, what I say often is this, and I'm very blessed to uh, have had a background in business, right? Uh, because this is something that, that uh, once again, I love you're asking uh, me this because it's a great opportunity to go ahead and share something we don't talk a lot about in, in education, but we do in business. And that's being nimble. 
And a lot of times when we talk about educational reform and we talk about this thing called, quote unquote, innovation, right? A lot of people say, I want to be innovative, right? Typically, what that means is let's have a meeting to talk about what we might talk about in another meeting, to talk about some other things in another meeting, and we'll bring some more people in for another meeting. And by the time we get through having all of these meetings and all these people talking, the window of opportunity to make a move sometimes is closed, Dan. And so we have to understand that much like a startup, right, or even a bigger company that doesn't have a tall management organization, organizational structure, they have more of a flat one. And if you're not familiar about what a tall versus a flat uh, organizational or leadership or, or management style structure is, maybe that's something you can look at and research a little bit. But when you don't have as many levels and you're a flatter organization, you can be more nimble and you can make moves. And what's been really interesting is to see some educational entities in various places across the country that were nimble enough to say, hey, you know what? We're going to go ahead and do something innovative. We're going to go ahead and come out with some changes to respond to what's happening. Not a reaction, but a response, right? And it's not going to take us three weeks or four weeks. It might just take us two or three days. And so what this is really pointed out in the future is the importance of those, especially in leadership and decision-making, to have experiences in formal education, if not formal backgrounds in business leadership and understanding how to respond when paradigms shift. That is absolutely critical. And I will tell you, a huge fan of curriculum and instruction, have many, many friends of mine that that their lives have been around curriculum and instruction, right? Although I think leadership's a little bit better. That's a little bit of my bias showing right there, right? Just a little joke there, folks. <laughs> but um, leadership, even educational leadership, we have room to address it in that. Uh, but in curriculum and instruction, we have room to address it in that, as well as educational tech and the other fields that are a part of leadership in this whole thing called the learning experience and education on how do we shift, man? Because if we're not thinking about how to be nimble, guess what happens? We go from giving ourselves an opportunity to respond to being placed in a situation where we're forced to react. Yeah, or just miss out entirely on on something. Yeah, just totally um, miss out where we're just like, oh wow, well we were going to go ahead and do something when we were having meetings, and, and then, then people it just passes you by. Yeah, and then people find out, hey, the window of opportunity is over. So, is an organization people are learning with COVID? It's great to to have different stakeholders involved, but you have to move quickly sometimes. Yeah. You know, I, I would also be remiss if I did not point out and do my journalistic duties to mention that one of the, the many uh, glaring and obvious uh, issues that school closures have brought up is issues of inequities and, uh, and inequality, um, whether it's technology uh, or funding. Um, but certainly racism as well. And, and I don't know if you want to call it a coincidence, probably not, but um, there have been several events that have happened, albeit outside of education, but um, that have you know called to light the racial inequities, especially uh, that, that exist in our country and in parts of the world. Uh, and I need to ask you about that too. And, and it, because I think that it does impact 
clearly impact education. But I, th- I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it impacts education in much the same way as COVID in terms of what you're talking about, where as educators, how do we not just respond to it or, you know, how do we really react to it in a way that addresses it, but makes education better for it? Let me go ahead and start out by saying this, Dan, simply this statement, the world is the classroom. If people have come to understand and see a classroom as a space that is regulated to learning within a larger building, that is, to use a term that one of my mentors uses, that is a definition that I believe is somewhat myopic. We're in a day and age where really the world is literally the classroom. And so we're dealing with learning experiences that are not just about standards. They're about real life events, not just things that have happened in history. And so as I was sharing with someone the other day, as we go through these things of racial tension, we go through this pandemic with COVID, we go through disparities in terms of access. Because how many of you know that for someone else, what is something that they want is for someone else, something that they need. And as we go through this, the world is watching to see, Dan, how how are we going to respond? What are we going to do? But you know what? If you're a leader right now, and really, even if you're not a leader, but really, let me go ahead and quote the great, phenomenal John C. Maxwell, nod to him if he happens to listen to your podcast. If he does, that's a smart idea. When he says, basically, and this is the Vernon Wright paraphrase, if you have influence, you're a leader. The world is waiting to see if leaders will be honest, not only with those that they lead and influence, but with themselves. So the way to go forward, one of the paths, not the only one, right? Because there are many paths. One of the paths and going forward deals with an I word, Dan. And you know what that I word is, Dan? That I word is introspection. But see, a lot of times, what do people have the tendency to want to do in leadership? They want to have an expectation and want to go ahead and do an inspection of looking at what someone else is doing, right? But but how many of you know that before you can do an inspection, you need to do an introspection. You need to look inside before you can look outward. So guess what this has caused leaders to have to do, Dan? It's caused for them to have to go ahead and really unpack and deal with some topics that really, frankly, are elephants in the room. Who, who Who sits down and says, you know what? I just feel like I want to have a really deep discussion right, right today with my staff and those that I lead on implicit bias. It's kind of tough, man. And, yeah, and, and you know, let me yeah. let me ask you a follow-up question too sure. because you know, I do uh, you know, the way that I brand this show is that a leader of learning can be, you know, anyone in in any role in education with any title in education, not necessarily a leadership title. And I know that you share the same sentiment. But, you know, when you talk about leadership, I want to make it clear because I know what you mean. You mean anyone in any position. But let's take someone who doesn't have that prototypical leadership title. Like you said, they might have some influence. And that could be a classroom teacher. Classroom teachers are amazing leaders, right? Some of the best leaders I know are quote unquote at just at the teacher level, just a teacher. Uh, and I don't mean that I'm putting the air quotes, right? You can't see it uh, on the podcast if you're just listening, but just a teacher, right? What do they do? You know what they do? They lead from this place that is truly a gift, Dan, and it's the gift of influence. I have been very privileged, Dan, to be around people with multiple advanced degrees, even those with terminal degrees. 
But I will tell you this, with all of the formal education that I have seen, even the formal advanced education that I have been through, one thing that I have seen that formal education cannot do, and that is in and of itself, acquire influence. Influence can only come about through authentic, organic connections. And not only that, but really this bridge that is built between two human beings' experiences with a common focus. A common focus on what, Vernon? A common focus on elevating kids through the opportunities that are provided for them. So I want to give you an example, and it's, and it's a beautiful thing that you just shared, Dan. It's beautiful. Because there is someone that could have all of the authority, all of the titles, a reserved parking space, the whole thing. But they may not necessarily, for whatever the reasons are, right? Whatever the reasons are, personal, professional, whatever they are, they may not advocate one-tenth as hard as the classroom teacher who says, you know what? I'm not scared. I'm bold. I'm going to advocate for kids. I was advocating for kids when I started in day one of this profession, and I'm going to continue to advocate for kids up until the day that I retire. And let me tell you something, folks. I just get excited saying that because I know, and I, and I won't name them, they're phenomenal individuals that, that are that. They're the epitome of that. And they don't have the titles. But I'm going to tell you this, Dan, you know what I've seen? I've seen those people walk in a room and leaders at very high levels say, oh, well, that's so-and-so. We definitely need to see what they think about this. And let me tell you, folks, you can't buy that. Mm-hmm. You can only earn that. And that's influence. Influence. And I will tell you this, I take influence any day over a title any day because with influence and here's the thing titles will only yield the ordinary influence yields the extraordinary the extraordinary is what results in true transformation that's awesome uh, and i think that's a lot for leaders uh, whether those leaders are administrators with leadership titles or whether those leaders are classroom teachers or any other educators who have, like you said, that influence. I think that's super important moving forward to, uh, to realize what influence you have uh, and how to really harness that and leverage that power, if you will, uh, for good, whether it's uh, maintaining positivity and optimism through school closures and distance learning and whatever school is going to look like moving forward into the near future, or whether it's tackling really difficult to tackle issues and, and contemporary issues that need to be addressed, like systemic racism and, and the inequities and inequalities that have reared their ugly head uh, again over the past several months specifically. But I'm going to switch I, gears. Can I yeah, go ahead. Right, finish the thought. And then I, I would like to, it's been really yeah. heavy so far, man. So we're going to like lighten it up a little bit. But yeah, go yeah, ahead, yeah, finish, yeah. Finish, finish out that topic. Let me say this, quick litmus test. If you're wondering... Am I a person that has influence? I'm going to give you two quick litmus tests, really just one. When the current events, including COVID and racial tensions, when those things happened, if people sought out your opinion, you have influence. Yeah, that's good. I like that. So yeah, I mean, and I think you could probably even take that farther, right? To mean, you know, when are the times when people seek out your opinion? How often do they do it? And I think to really extend it farther, like what happens after they uh, they seek out your opinions. But no, that's that's really great. So switching gears and, and as we uh, start to wrap up a little bit here, um, you've talked a lot about leadership and, and you've talked about your journey as an educator, 
as a leader. Um, one of the things that I love about you that I've gotten to know about you over the past couple of years is your your drive. And, uh, and you know, I'm always drawn and I conducted my doctoral research on growth mindset, essentially, and how leadership affects the growth mindset. You have it. Uh, you you are that lifelong learner. You just want to grow yourself and 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 have the ability and have that influence to help others. I know, and I'm not sure how many of my listeners know that you went through a weight loss journey where you weren't growing per se. You were actually getting smaller. But um, to me, that's hugely inspirational. Um, and and I was just wondering if you might be able to talk about that aspect of you of Vernon, what makes you tick in terms of that drive that you have to continue to develop yourself, to grow yourself, to just be better all the time? Wow. Well, what a question, man. And I just want to say, you know, Dan, thank you so much. I totally, absolutely, and genuinely value our connection. It's wonderful. Whether we're on air recording or we're offline, man, it's, it's, um, you are truly a friend and you make me better as a man. Uh, thank you so much. And better as a human being and everything, right? One of the things that people have asked me and I've had the pleasure to respond to um, are things about, you know, how did you do this really unique transformation in your body? How have you done things in business? How have you operated in different spaces that were absolutely and totally outside of education and you've had success in those circles? And what I've shared with them is this one word, identity. Now we talk a lot about you know, in the profession, a lot of people talk about growth mindset, and certainly uh, we're all familiar with Carol Dweck's work. And no disrespect to Carol Dweck, but but I often tell people in my personal coaching, because I coach a lot of clients personally, leaders and the such, that before they get to that point of th- of what they're thinking about, they must first start at the point of who they are, and that goes back to introspection. So I have to know my identity because guess what happens, Dan? You may get up in the morning and you may not necessarily feel really motivated. You may not you may not necessarily feel like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this, this uh, leader of learners thing. You may get up and you may not be that. But guess what happens? You do it anyway. And you know why? Because that's who you are. So we have a lot of people in life trying to make moves and do the extraordinary, but they really don't know who they are. And so what happens, folks, is this. If you're trying to make moves, but you really don't know who you are, your sustainability is just going to be based on your willpower and how long you can continue to carry out those moves. When you go back to your identity, your identity, as a mentor shared this with me many years ago, your identity is your thermostat. And so obviously many of you know that when you set a thermostat, whether it's in your car, the temperature gauge in your car, in your home, in your dwelling, your climate control unit is going to continue to work until they can reach that level that you've set. And so my wondering is this, for anyone that is watching or listening to this podcast episode right now, what temperature are you set at? And is that the temperature that you are truly aiming for? That's awesome. And, and I feel like I said that we were going to not get so heavy. And that was pretty deep right there. But uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe we can really lighten this up as we as we end. No, that, that's awesome. I, I really, I love that analogy with the thermostat. Because uh, I think that about myself a lot too. Um, I've... I've spread myself pretty thin at times, especially over the past three or four years uh, as I've been working on and now finishing the the doctorate degree that I've been doing and uh, trying to maintain this content creation thing and uh, family and a full-time job and trying to do everything that, that I want to do as an educator at my own school. And um, it's not easy sometimes. And, uh, you know, to, to be able to think of it like that, uh, that's special. And, and I think that... Um, 
I think it is motivation, you know, in and of itself. Um, so what, what else, what else does Vernon Wright enjoy, uh, outside of education, outside of leadership? Let's, uh, let's end this. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a sports you know guy. What, I'm like very excited that baseball just finally announced that they're coming back. I don't, what about you? Right. I, I don't know. I don't, right. I don't well, see you as you a know, baseball guy, but you know, one of the things that I think is great sports are where a lot of kids get their first experiences in leadership. It's just really, really great, but a uh, huge fan of sports. For those of you out there that might be gamers, I do a little bit in the gaming world as well. Used to do a lot of the PC gaming side, but a little bit on the console gaming side as well. Um, Really just phenomenally pleased and honored to have a lot of fun with my website, zeroapologyzone.com, and uh, reaching people and talking to people and hearing about their stories through that positive apparel brand and uh, many, many other things that I'm privileged to be a part of, man. And it's, it's, it's a really wonderful life. Then awesome. When you, you know, get up and in the morning and you're inspired. That's awesome. And I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you as my last question, really, you mentioned Zero Apology Zone. It's so much more than just apparel, though. It's a brand. It's a message. It's a it's a philosophy, I guess. Uh, what is that about? Where does that come from? And, and uh, you know, essentially, I guess, how does how does one be in that that Zero Apology <laughs> Zone? Right. Well, the Zero Apology Zone, uh, ZeroApologyZone.com is the website, of course, as you have said. That is a website, and and indeed, um, we do sell apparel that is branded. But what I often tell people is ZeroApologyZone.com doesn't start with the website, and it doesn't start with the apparel. ZeroApologyZone.com starts inside of who you are, your core, your spiritual DNA deep down inside of you. And what ZeroApologyZone.com is about is about three words, making an, an absolute phenomenal connection, connect, impact, and scale. So how are we making those connections with individuals? Impact. What value are we adding? And thank you so much, Dan, for having me on the show, because this is, even as a guest on your show, and what an honor that is, you're giving me value and you're adding value to me in my life. And then scale. And that's the really neat thing when you get up in the morning you know, and you think to yourself, man, how many people can I reach today? Like, that's a really, really, really cool thought. And I just sit here and I wonder how many people will listen to this and how many people will watch this and how many people will, will, how many lives will be changed because of the dialogue and the conversation we're having. And so connect impact scale, man, that, that is what it is all about because we just don't want to have rich experiences. We want everyone to have these really rich and fulfilling experiences. And guess what that propels them to do? to reach other people. And that's how we have true lasting impact. Vernon, thank you so much. It has taken a lot longer than it should have to get you on here. But uh, well, thank you. I'm honored. At least we did it. I, I'm, I'm so grateful for you and your time, um, you know, and, and our conversations and everything. I, I know that we'll be in touch moving forward, but uh, thank you so much for your time. You know, good luck to you and, and enjoy the rest of your summer and good luck to you, you know, heading into next school year, whatever that's going to look like. Thank you. I'm so honored to be on the show. What an honor. And to all of you listening, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time and sharing with us of this time of sharing and learning. Well, that'll do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done so yet, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app. Also, if you enjoy the content shared on the show, Please recommend this podcast to other educators, leaders, friends, or anyone you think would love listening and learning. 
I would also appreciate it if you would leave a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or whatever podcast app you use to listen. For more information about me or this show, head over to leaderoflearning.com. While you're there, you can also find the Leader of Learning blog, how to connect on social media such as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Voxer, sign up for our newsletter, and even find out how to purchase Leader of Learning merchandise. Thanks again, and remember, no matter who you are or where you are, you too can be a leader of learning.